Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to Apparently Speaking, your podcast for all things parenting. Have you been to a youth or school sporting event lately? Have you been surprised by the behavior of some of the parents in the sidelines? I have shocked actually. So I've invited um, Dr. Sam Manyar back to the show to talk about how parents should be acting on the sidelines and how different behaviors can affect, affect your kids who are playing. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. This episode is also sponsored by Ohio Tuition Trust, helping Ohioans save for college. Learn more at collegeadvantage.com. I'm happy to have sports psychologist and executive coach, Dr. Sam Munyar on the show. Dr. Munyar is principal and owner of Center for Peak Performance, LLC. He's worked with executives, high-performing athletes, and organizations to help them improve their performance and achieve their goals. As a sports psychologist, Dr. Manyar has worked with thousands of professional, Olympic, college, and high school athletes. In his roles as executive coach and business consultant, he's worked with individuals and companies in a variety of industries. He incorporates and applies lessons from these various sectors into a unique, innovative approach for for obtaining peak performance. So welcome, Dr. Manyar. Thank you so much for coming back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the last episode you were on, if, you, if you're listening and you missed that one, definitely check it out. It was really one of the most popular ones. Um, and we talked about kids and sports. So we really kind of focused on kids. And this time we're going to really kind of switch a little bit and talk about parents. Um, and, and my motivation, you know, what came to my mind for this is I feel like, you know, now I'm always everywhere I go, everything I do, I'm like, oh, that could be a podcast episode. That should be a podcast <laughs> episode. So, you know, I was at a, a game of one of my kids and I was, I was really kind of, I mean, I've been to their game, you know, my kids have played sports their whole lives. So I've been at my husband's coaching. So I've seen it all and all that. And, and I'm not saying like, I'm completely innocent. Sometimes, you know, everybody gets riled up sometimes um, at those kind of, I always say like sports can bring out the best and the worst in you. So, um, you know, definitely I've, you know, Hey, or, you know, especially when your kid's involved, but I was really, really shocked. Um, you know, at the age level, you know, it was, it was my youngest. And so these are little girls and the parents were like, I mean, you know, it just going, I mean, like crazy for lack of better word, you know, on the sides and just, you know, we'll talk about that as we get into a little more, but I, it really was shocked. And I, I found myself really just not watching the game and just watching all of this <laughs> happening on the sidelines. And, um, you know, I'm in a couple more games and I was like, I don't, I think I'm going to have to like sit in the car or something and watch because it, it was just, it was really actually shocking. <laughs> so I'm like, I know the perfect person to talk to about this. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be here to help. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, have you noticed it more so? Um, or what do you think, you know, parents should be doing during a game? Obviously, you're there, you want to cheer, you're excited. Yeah. So uh, great question. Um, and like you said, uh, I too am far from perfect. So, you know, I try to do the right things on the sidelines, but I also will mess up from time to time. So, so this is a good, uh, reminder for myself as well. So thanks for, thanks for the little dose of humble pie and looking at the mirror for myself too. But, um, you know, and I like to think I'm, I come from, from a little a unique position because I, I, I am a parent of youth, uh, sport athletes. I've also been a coach 
of youth athletes, and I've also served as a sports psychologist for youth athletes. So, so I've kind of seen it from various perspectives, um, which I think ho- hopefully helps me have, um, you know, a, a better perspective. But so to answer your question, what should parents do during a game? You know, I think the first thing is you want to make sure that you are emotionally centered before the game starts. I think right now during COVID, we're all charged up. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, frustrated. we're carrying baggage with us. And I'm sure all of your listeners have experienced firsthand. Who do we take out our frustrations on? Those <laughs> who are closest to us, right? And a lot of times it's not about them. You know, it's about something else. And so you want to make sure that when you get to the game, you're not carrying any of that baggage with you because you will take it out on on your kids or the opponent or the coach or the referee or whatever. So whatever you need to center yourself, take a few deep breaths, kind of leave that stuff behind, I think um, is important. Uh, I think from watching more than you talk is a good goal to have. Um, I think praising effort and attitude as opposed to coaching your child is important. Um, I think uh, the role of a parent should be to reassure after a setback, after a mistake. Um, I think the role of a coach is to be a role model. I mean, h- how do you want your kids to act? And I think it's our job to uh, behave in that manner. Um, I think parents should be respectful of the players, obviously, the coaches, the other, the parents, uh, and, and the referees, you know, it's, it's okay to praise the other kids. It's okay to praise the referee as well. Um, you know, we, I think we forget they're human too. Um, and, and I've never seen a perfectly called game and I think I never will. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and I think that it's just important to remember that sometimes. And, and, and yes, they may be getting paid, but it's, it's a paltry amount. I was going to say, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't, I, that wasn't in my thought process at this time. I'm really glad you brought up the referees because you're right. They are not doing this because they're getting rich off of this. So, um, you know, for sure. And they, they take, I don't know why anyone would want to do that. I don't understand why, but they're doing it and we need them and, you know, they're getting, they're just, some of them are just getting completely, you know, just taking a lot of abuse out there. And yep. it's, you know, they're not doing it on purpose. You know, if they miss a call, it's going to happen. It's usually at the end of the day, both, you know, kind of evens itself out. Right. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes there are extreme cases, but again, this is, you know, someone that's getting up on a Saturday morning, <laughs> right. you know, doing this for, yeah, like you said, you know, just a measly amount. Yep. And they, you know, it's just not going to change anything anyway. So there's no, point. no, it's not. In fact, if you think about it, is it going to make them more likely to call? Call? Yeah. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so, um, you know, and there's a reason we have a referee shortage right now. It's because they are, they are getting, you know, berated by parents. So, um, you know, but, but you know, the last couple suggestions I have though, are, you know, leave the coaching to the coaches and we can get mm-hmm. into kind of why and what that does. If, uh, and then remind yourself why your kid is playing. You know, when parents are surveyed, the number one reason, far superior to any other reason, is because they want their kids to have fun. Mm-hmm. And are you cre- are you fostering an env- a fun environment is really the question you need to ask yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I you know, for example, you know i've I've seen, and again, you know, 
again, not perfect, not saying that, you know, I'm sure I know that I've, you know, usually when it's, if it's your kids, like, oh my gosh, that was a horrible call or he did, my, my kid didn't do that, you know, of course, because it's your kid, you know what I mean? But um, like, I like that you said, you know, just li- watch more than, than talk. And I, I've really, I think that that's, you know, because, and I guess I'm not an ultra competitive person either. So, you know, that helps probably, but um you know, th- me acting like a crazy person or constantly saying stuff to my kids, or the, that's not going to help them have fun. And it's not going to help be a better player. So, and most of the time, I mean, not trying to be mean, but most of the parents probably don't know. I don't know exactly what I would be talking about every, you know what I mean? I'm not right. an expert in that, in that sport. So probably half the time, you know, you hear things that they're yelling. I'm like, mm, I don't really think that's right anyway. So um, it's probably, and like you said, just, just watch, let them have fun. And, and, you know, I would see, you know, maybe this kid out there, boys and girls, you know, that they are just wanting to have fun out there. They're not like super into it. I'm not even sure if they really want to be there to tell you the truth, but they're there and they're just like, okay, we're going to have fun. What's the snack going to be afterwards? And, um, you right. know, things like that. My kids included, you know, that was always a big question, you know, yep. who has snack today? What do we, and they just want to have fun. What color do I want this? I hope we get this color Jersey. I hope I get this number. What's the snack is so-and-so on my team. That's what they really, you know what I mean, <laughs> want it, what are into at certain ages. Obviously, that changes when they get older. But, you know, and then to see these parents just like on them the whole time. Like if you didn't know, if I didn't know certain players' names, I certainly knew them, um, you know, by the end of the first game. And I would never forget their name because like the parents are just, you know, they're. I think they think they're cheering and helping. They don't, I know they don't mean it. Like they're not trying to be this way, but it's like, they're just on them the whole time. Then I see the kid, look at the parent, look at the coach. Uh, what do I do? I don't know what to do. You know, it's just like, that's, I don't think they're having fun. Yeah. I think that's fair. (laughs) So I do like, you know, just listen. And so when does it become kind of no longer cheering? Because I think, you know, if you were to ask some of these parents, they would probably think, well, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm just cheering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think when it, becomes emotionally charged, either too much positive or too much negative. Um, I think it's no longer cheering. Uh, I think when it's affecting the parents' mood and their emotional state, it's no longer cheering. If if the parent can't get over the game afterwards, that's the concern, right? Um, you know, if you know if if it's the the cliched, you know, living vicariously through your yeah. child, it's no longer cheering. And then when it becomes coaching or directing your child, it's not cheering. Okay. Great points. Yeah. If you're telling them what to do, that's not cheering. And like you said, if it's, if you're getting so mad, like, you know, you see, and, and again, we've all done, we're like, oh, you know, oh, why are they doing that? You know, I had this, this one dad was like, oh, she's just out there taking up space. I can't believe this. What is she doing? And I'm like, first of all, she can hear you. And secondly, like, right. yeah, that, and I know he didn't mean it, I'm sure, but it's like, yeah, that's not cheering or encouraging, you know. I, I think that's a good point you bring up. I, I think, you know, and, and maybe I'm naive, but but my philosophy is that the vast majority of people are good people and they're well-intentioned, right? So I think um, the majority of people don't realize or they think they're For doing sure. a good thing um, and not realizing some of the consequences it can have. Oh yeah. I think most people, like you said, they, they think they're encouraging them or like, well, I'm just trying to get them pumped up or whatever. Like they're, they're not setting out to, you know, be that way, but it just kind of comes out that way. Or they just, you know, sometimes, you know, both moms and it's just, if they're just more competitive by nature, 
that just kind of brings it out, you know what I mean? And they don't even realize it probably. Um, and so, and I know like we've, you know, and you know, I mean, you know, my husband, he's, you know, he's, he's pretty good when he watches my kids, but he watches our kids play things. He doesn't really do that, but you know, every once in a while, you know, or even after he coaches a game, sometimes I'm like, uh, eh, you were a little bit, you know, got a little <laughs> bit crazy, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it's right. just reminders. Um, and you don't really realize it just those competitive juices, you know, get, you know, start to flow, but we're going to take a quick sponsor break. And then I want to talk about with you, you know, so what effect does that have, if any, on, on our kids? So we're going to talk about that when we come back, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Miriam from Apparently Speaking. Join the Mazda family like I did at Montrose Mazda Kent. You'll love the selection of new and used cars and lease options. We are on our third car from Kent Mazda. We keep going back because of the ease of purchase and it has been by far the best deal we could find each time. Montrose Mazda Kent, they go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Hey, and we are back talking with Dr. Sam Manyar, and we're talking about, you know, when we before the break, I said, you know, when we come back, I want to talk about, you know, it's not really cheering. You're not doing it on purpose necessarily. But you're kind of just constantly during the whole game, you know, yelling at your kids, your form of cheering or whatever it may be you think, you know, you're pumping them up or whatever it is, you're coaching them. So what effect um, does that does that have effect on your kids? And I know it probably depends on their ages, maybe. Sure, it does. But I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, I, th- I think there are some uniform uh, effects that, that this can have. And so I think first and foremost, it's it's distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think about the brain, the part of your brain that you use to play a sport is very different from the part of your brain that you use to process feedback and direction. So what's happening by constantly giving your son or daughter or their teammates, uh, feedback, you're actually taking them out of the part of the brain that they need to play their sport. You're taking them out of the zone. Um, and it takes about two minutes after that feedback to get back in. So mm-hmm. it's very distracting and it can, number two can be counterproductive because it can, it can hurt their, mm-hmm. their performance. Um, you know, if, if, you know, my suggestion is if it's something tactical or technical, that needs to be corrected. Let the coach do it. Um, it can it can obviously be good, good intentioned, as we talked about. Um, but not only is it distracting, but you're undermining the coach's instructions, um, or it might be contrary to what the coach is trying to do. I mean, you don't know the coach's game plan. You don't know the coach's philosophy. You don't know for, per se what they've worked on in practice. And so, what you may be telling them, though it may be the right thing in certain situations, it may not be the right thing right now. Um, also if they're listening to you, they're not listening to the coach, <laughs> you know? So, right. so it would be, it would be, imagine you trying to do your job at work and somebody is in your ear telling you what to do at the same time that your manager is trying to give you feedback. It's just not going to be, uh, Good point. yeah, you're distracted and you're like, ah, I don't, I can't even, yeah, I can't focus. Right. And then third, um, I'd say ultimately, it makes it less fun for the kid. Um, you know, sport burnout's quite high right now. Um, you know, I, I looked I looked at some research, and in um, in 2018, only 38% of kids uh, age six to 12 played sports on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and um, many kids are quitting after only three years playing a sport and quitting by the age of 11. 
Um, wow. And this is this is down dramatically from just 10 years ago, where 45 percent of six to 12 year olds played sports on a regular basis. So uh, and when you ask these kids, why are they quitting? The number one reason is it's no longer fun. Mm. And so, um, again, ultimately. The vast majority of us are having our kids play sports because it's fun, because it teaches life lessons. You're not it's not to win or lose. It's not to get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so are we contributing to fun or are we taking fun away? And I think a lot of times when we overdo the coaching from the sidelines, we're taking the fun away. Yeah, that's great. And that's great research. And it's super interesting because, you know, I think you would think it would be more now because there's so many more opportunities. There's so many, you know, teams and different sports that are, you know, being played and things like that. But I think, you know, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, the kids are starting so much younger now, probably too young. And I think we talked about this on the last episode and maybe playing, you know, they play so much now, you know, instead of just, you know, at a young age, it's like, okay, this is your life now every day, you know, after school or whatever it is. And, um, at a young age, but right. You're like, it's just, it's not fun for them. And it is not, it would not be fun to, if you have a parent that is doing that, whether they realize it or not, or like, you know, you know, like during the game and and they're embarrassed, I'm sure too, you know, they get to a certain age, especially where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, please don't say anything, you know, during the game. And then, you know, maybe it's after the game, they have a whole coaching session from you on the way home and you know what you should have done. And and then before the game, make sure you do this and da da. And it's, it's just not fun. And then, like you said, it's like, well, the coach may be saying something differently for a different reason that you're not aware of. So it just is, is confusing. For sure. So what about, you know, because I know, like for me, when I'm trying, when I was trying to watch those games in particular, it was very, like I said, I, and maybe it was just me because I'm just, but I was like, I can't, I'm not really enjoying watching it. And that was, uh, that was, I was mad about that because my guy just came to watch her. I want to cheer. And again, not that you can't say anything. And I know that sometimes, and, and I've done it too, like we said, we're not perfect, but it's, it really can affect the other parents trying to watch too. For sure. Um, and it's like, and I looked around and a couple of people were like, oh my gosh, you know, like I could tell like their eyes, you know, like they felt the same way I did. But, um, you know, there's like, and so it really affects your kid, which is the most important. I mean, I get over it, you know, but um, it really just makes the whole atmosphere, you know, just, just not really one that you want to be part of. Uh, I completely understand. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what you, you know, you're not going to get into argument with someone, but I mean, I think maybe just to realize, you know, maybe so, so that would kind of lead me to this, you know, what if you're a parent and you say to yourself, you know, yeah, I, I know I'm ultra competitive. And usually it's the people that, you know, they don't really have that much self-awareness that are probably doing it the most, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, if you're like, I do, I am an ultra competitive person. I know that I can maybe tend to be this way what would be the best things for them to do? Uh, great question. So, I mean, I'll kind of answer it in two ways. One, if you're, if, if, if you're observing this um, and it's taking the fun away from you, what can you do? And then number two, if you're the person who's doing that, <laughs> what, what could you do? So first, let me start. If, if you're the person who's observing another parent doing this and it's kind of sucking the joy out of you, what can you do? I think something you said you did, Miriam, is a great, uh, great thing. You said you might go sit in the car. So I think removing yourself from the situation mm-hmm. 
can be helpful. Um, it doesn't do anything to change the feedback that maybe your child is getting from that parent, but at least you're not going to get emotionally riled up. So I, I will, um, and, and I don't know how the other parents think about this. Maybe they think I'm being antisocial, but I almost always prefer to sit away from the other parents because mm -hmm. of that reason. Um, so I'll go sit and you, you won't get to sit in the ideal spectator <laughs> viewing area, right? You might have to go sit in the corners or, uh -huh. um, or in your car, but I, I think removing yourself from the situation is huge. Um, and then I think also role modeling how you want that person to behave. I think, you know, we're creatures of, of, you know, habit and, and mimicking others. And so if you can role model and mimic, uh, kind of what you want them to say, uh, yeah. maybe towards their child and praise them and encourage them the way you'd want them to, to praise. Maybe, uh, may, maybe that would rub off too. So those are, those are a couple of yeah, suggestions. Those are great suggestions. And like you said, I mean, just remove yourself is a great, you know, and you said, like you said, you may not have the choice seat, but you're still getting to watch and you don't have to listen to it, you know, so it doesn't really affect you. Um, as much and like you said just keep yourself in check you know that you're not really doing that and that you're you know being positive and just cheering uh, so those are great suggestions we're going to take one more quick break we're going to talk a little bit more about this when we come back so dad what do you know about saving for college enough to be dangerous something about the start of the school year i just get a little freaked out that we're not getting anywhere our savings account earns nothing you had ohio's 529 plan Wait, I had one? You did. How are your student loan payments coming? I don't have student loan payments. <laughs> no, you don't. Tax-free, accepted nationwide. See why Ohio's 529 plan is the plan that can at collegeadvantage.com. Okay, we're back again with Dr. Sam Manyar. So what about, you know, if your child, and, and what I've seen mostly, I will say this is positive for the other kids, negative for the kid of the, you know, parent, but... I haven't really seen too much where the parents are doing this to other kids. So that's good. It's mostly, it's like their kid, you know, right. they, they see the zero and you know, it's constantly, constantly. So <laughs> it's not like they're, Oh, why did you, you know, I can't believe you did that to, to someone else's kid. So that's good. You know, they don't tend yep. to do it as much from what I've seen, but then I just like, Oh my gosh, like their kid, like you'll see, you know, this kid in goal. And it just, it just is so interesting to me because, you know, for instance, youth sport, you know, maybe the, the it's a, like my daughter's seen this, they rotate kind of goalies. They don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? They're just kind of trying right. to practice and get different positions and stuff. So, you know, the girls in goal and you no, know, she hasn't had goalie training. They're just out there. You know, she's trying the best. She'll get it when she can. It's fine. Um, but then like a parent will go down of that girl and just like stand right behind the goal the entire time. Ugh telling her what you get this good to good to get, you know, and I'm right. like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, I yeah. just like, don't say anything. I talk myself down. Like, don't say anything to that parent. It's not your business. Right. But, right. Um, you know, I just think like, well, I'm certain she has no interest in being gone. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Why would you? Right. <laughs> yeah. Just let her play, you know, let her try, right. let her have fun. It's okay. And I guess that's like another thing I would think like even for high school sports, you know, my daughter played high school. My son's plays, you know, at higher levels, he's getting ready to go into high school next year. So, but ultimately like, it's okay. You know, if they make a mistake, if they don't win the game, it's going to be okay. 
Yeah, it, it it is, and you know, if you take a growth mindset approach to that, I mean, how, you know, that's that's how we improve. We 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 learn from our mistakes, and so, uh, you know, you don't want to deprive your child the you know, growth opportunities, right? So, you know, they they need to make mistakes. That's that's how we've all learned. You know, I I, I use. I, you know, when I, when I'm working with college athletes, I use the example of dating and, you know, the reason, you know, we, we find the person who we end up settling down with is because of all the mistakes we made before that, (laughs) you know, you know, maybe you went for the, you know, the all looks and no brain that didn't work out so well, or you, you know, you went for this, this person didn't really have a close relationship with their fam, their family. And you realize that's important to you. So the next person you dated, you wanted to make sure that they had that characteristic. And so mm-hmm. that's that's how we learn. And so I agree. I mean, mistakes are actually a good thing, um, you know, if <laughs> if we can learn from them and, yeah. and adjust going forward. Yeah, that's a great analogy too, right? Just learn. And they're going to figure it out and learn on their own and with their coach. They don't need you – know, I mean, that's not really helpful. Like you said, that's actually – making things worse, you know, to be doing that. So, I mean, what would your ideal, you know, you go into a stadium, whatever level the kid might be young, high school, whatever, college, even what would your ideal, like you say, like, Oh, look at those parents in that group over there. That's Mm -hmm. my ideal group of parents watching their kids play. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, and I guess this kind of goes back to a question, you know, you had asked earlier about, you know, what if, what if you're the person who, yeah. who, who gets charged up, you know? So I guess that's a, it's a nicer way to ask the question of, you know, what's ideal, um, you know, but so, yeah. So if you find that you're listening to this, you're thinking, oh my goodness, that might be me. Um, what, what, what could you do? Or, or another way to look at it is, yeah, what, what would ideal behavior be? So again, you know, again, I think, you know, absolutely keep your feedback focused on attitude and effort. Um, if you go back and listen to our first podcast that we that we did together, <clears throat> you know, we talked about, you know, two things that uh, your, your child can control that's in their control are their attitude and their effort. And so those are the things you should be you should be praising and recognizing and 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 calling out. Um, maybe maybe track how many times you say something during a game, hmm. you know, just using tick marks. You might be really surprised at how many yeah. times you say. Yeah, um, good idea. Maybe record yourself. Um, you know, turn turn the recording. Someone on your else phone. probably is. So you yeah, might exactly. as well. <laughs> You're right. In today's day and age, somebody is surprise. <laughs> um, you know, or um, you know, uh, or, or or volunteer to record the game via video mm-hmm. for for the. You know, that's something I did um, for two twofold. One, because I knew it would keep me quiet. You have to be <laughs> right. But number two, I would sometimes set up next to the parents who weren't very vocal. Oh. And I knew that either they would become quiet or they would hear themselves on the video and become yeah. quiet. It was, it's a little <laughs> bit passive aggressive, but, um, but you know, it did work. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, once you've tracked how many things you've say during a game, if you're trying to cut that back, you know, uh, making a conscious effort to, to reduce how many times you speak up, um, Maybe use a timer, um, you know, so maybe you think it's okay to say something once every five minutes or um, maybe just challenge yourself to be more quiet and listen and observe. Uh, you'd be shocked at how much more you'll pick up, uh, how much more you'll observe, how much more you'll learn just from being quiet and observing. Um, you know, 
I, I think another thing, you know, the ideal parent is probably reminding themselves that in order for their child to become proficient in the sport, their child needs to learn to self-monitor and self-correct. So if we're always telling them the answers, um, they're, they're not going to learn to do that. And, you know, if you talk to parents today about what's one of their biggest frustrations about, you know, the, our kids' generation is that, you know, they've been they've been babied and coddled and uh, haven't don't know how to figure out solutions to problems. Well, we're part of that problem, right? We're, we're telling them how to play baseball or soccer or football or, you know, whatever the sport is, you know, and we're not allowing them to make those mistakes and self-monitor and self-correct. And another thing, you know, if you find that you're one of these people, um, maybe, maybe volunteer to coach or referee. Um, I, I think once you've experienced being on the other side, it will dramatically change your behavior. Uh, yeah. Oh man. All that, everything you just said, I'm like, Oh, this is like perfect. It was, it was, they were just such great tips. Like, right. Even if you think I don't, cause we don't usually in ourselves, you know, we think like, yeah, I don't, Oh, I know so-and-so does that every game. I don't do that. You know, even like, I'm like, I don't really, but maybe you do and you I don't realize it. So like you said, record yourself, set a timer, um, all these things, like you said, I love that you said, like, you know, volunteer then to help and see what it's like <laughs> to be on the other side of things. And I think another thing, too, would be, well, my husband and I always have said, like, let's just kind of be our, you know, accountability partners in this area. And again, I don't usually just because that's not my nature. He's more competitive. But I have, of course, when it's your kid, you know, I'm like, oh, my, you know, not my, you know, whatever you pushed my baby, you know, but um. <laughs> So just to be like, to tell each other, like, mm, like I said, you know what, or you're, you know, that's, you're acting crazy or I'll be like that. I can't believe that he didn't foul, you know, whatever. And, you know, even not out loud, but like, I'll say, and, you know, and, and Ryan will be like, he totally did, you know? And so I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so like, just to keep each other accountable. And I think a big thing would be ask your kid, maybe talk to your kid. How do you think, you know, am I, how do you, do you hear me during the game? Am I saying stuff? So, you know what I mean? Are you okay with how I'm acting during the game? Is it embarrassing? They'll tell you. Absolutely. If you have, if you have a good relationship with your yeah. kid and they're, they're not fearful of retaliation, then right. yeah, they will absolutely <laughs> tell you. They're right. Not. Right. If they're not fearful. Right. And like you said, I love that you said, you know, we want them to self-monitor and self-correct, but, be, but because we do everything, you know, this, this generation, like does, like you said, does everything for them and you're telling them every little thing, but they know usually like my son will get in the character game and I'm like, Oh, how do you, you know, I've been there, but I always, you will ask him, you know, how do you think you played? And he'll say, I think I did well today. Or he'll say, I didn't play that. I did not play great today. And I just say, why not? Well, how come? Or what do you think mm -hmm. you did wrong? You know? And he will say, oh, I didn't do this, this, and this. And I don't, cause I don't know what I'm talking about anyway. I wouldn't say, well, you should try to, I just go, okay, all right. Or yeah, I, I saw that or I didn't see that or, well, that's fine. You know, next time you, you know, you try to focus on that or whatever. Um, but they usually know what they're doing wrong. And, and so like you said, you shouting it the entire time isn't, isn't going to help. No, definitely, definitely not. I mean, it, who who wants to be you know yelled at while they're doing something fun? Right, right, I mean, right so, exactly. No, or any time. Or any time. So one last thing: if you if you feel like your child is in this kind of environment and and you're not 
like I said, your kid isn't the one being yelled at, but it was funny because my daughter, she was like, man, I feel so badly for, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so because so -so, she would hear it, you yeah. know, because she's like, they're, and I'm like, yeah, well, just, you know, I just try to get her, you know, just don't, can't focus on that, you know, da, da, da. but you know, what if you're in that environment and you're sure. like, oh, we're on this team and this team, you know, some teams tend to be, you know what I mean? They have kind of personalities of their own sometimes depending. Um, and some of that's kind of from the coach and some isn't, and some is just from certain stronger parents, um, stronger personalities. You know, if you find that your child is in that environment, what do you, what would you do? Um, great question. I, I think first you've got to start with yourself, make sure you're being a good mo role model and you're not being hypocritical. <laughs> number one. Yeah. Um, Number two, uh, I think maybe role modeling for their child, uh, giving their child uh, the, the kind of praise and encouragement that you believe that, uh, you know, the parent should be demonstrating. I think um, I think that could be a great example. They might pick up on that. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, yeah. I should be the one who's praising <laughs> my child. <laughs> you know, so, so that's another example. Um, I think... You know, you want to make sure um, you 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 yourself are always praising uh, and supporting the coaches publicly. Privately might be another, you know, if you've got an issue, uh, kind of like Fair with enough. the teacher, right? You want to praise them in front of your kids and praise them publicly. But if you've got an issue, of course, deal with it, but privately. Um, and, <clears throat> and I think you want to role model that as well. Um, I think if it's egregious, if it's abusive, um, I, I think you have to talk to that parent uh, privately and um, non-confrontationally. Um, you know, uh, it might be helpful to, like I said, set up a video, not of the parent, mm -hmm. but of the game, but keeping the, the sound on. Um, and, you know, m maybe they'll get the hint uh, by listening, uh, by, by watching this film or, um, you know, or if you have to you know, use that as evidence, so to speak, when, when you do, when you do talk to them. But, um, you know, I think, um, you know, uh, by and large, I think, you know, people have the, the best of intent and when they realize it, because I don't think they're always self-aware. So I think when they do realize it, I think their behavior will, will curtail and maybe not overnight. And it might go up and down because mm -hmm. it takes a while to break habits. Right. But, um, so when they are doing the right thing, I, I think you got to find ways to uh, reinforce them as well. Um, you know, how, however you might do that. But, um, you know, so just like we want to reinforce our kids when they do the right thing, we want to reinforce parents who are trying to change and do the right thing. And, um, you know, so saying something as simple as, wow, you know, I noticed your kid really lit up and really started working hard when you know, you were encouraging them. That, that was awesome to see, you know, it could be something as, as little as that, but you're, you're reinforcing the parent for, for doing the right thing. Well, Dr. Manyar, again, always, you do always have the right things to say and such good insight and research and tips. And, um, so I loved this episode and both episodes. So, um, how can listeners find out more about you, um, or get in touch with you or find you? Uh, so probably the easiest way is uh, uh, if you go to my website, and that is www. the letter C, the number four, and then PP. So that's Center for Peak Performance, so c4pp.org. Or if you really want to type out centerforpeakperformance.com, it will go to the same 
website. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Sam underscore Manyar, M-A-N-I-A-R. And you can also find Center for Peak Performance on Facebook. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate um, you being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. It was great. Thank you so much. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. This episode is also sponsored by Ohio Tuition Trust, helping Ohioans save for college. Learn more at CollegeAdvantage.com. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at NortheastOhioParent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email me at podcast at NortheastOhioParent.com.